when it comes to selling your home at Go Green Property, our aim is to get you the best possible results. And how do we do this? Simple, by giving you the best possible advice. From expert insights on preparing your home for selling to sharing our advice on the local property market. At Go Green Property, it's our job to achieve the best possible price as quickly as possible. Sell your home with Go Green Property. Call Glasgow 374-0409. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Call 0808 No change at the top at the weekend and what a weekend it was. John Hartson is with us, so too Craig Moore. And we're going to take some of your calls and we're just 24 hours away from doing it all again tomorrow night. Rangers in action on the plastic pitch at Rugby Park who've taken the scalps of Rangers and Celtic already this season. Celtic at home to Dundee, the late, late show for Celtic on Saturday at Fair Park. And Craig, could you see that five goals coming without reply against the third top hearts? I fancied I fancied Rangers, Paul, uh, to to see a five 0 result. Uh, probably not um, what was expected, but Rangers started off extremely well. Uh, they got off to the best possible start. Diamande scored another wonderful goal, uh, and all of a sudden, you know, the team got a, got a huge, huge lift. Hearts were disappointing, I've got to say, but it's um, Rangers that were very, very ruthless on the day. Five 0 it could have been potentially a few more goals as well. John, you get the sense that those 92nd minute goal and the 96th minute, could this be pivotal for Celtic? Is that a turning point when the, the, they get back on track, if indeed they were off track for a while? Well, you're hoping it is, that's for sure. And I think in the second half, they came alive, didn't they? They came alive in the second half. They made some crucial changes. He dark came on for Kyogo, which mm. was very brave from the manager. Were you surprised? Um, a little bit, because to take Kyogo off, you know, was brave. And uh, he's the one that normally pops up with, with a goal for you. So to do that, and Ida obviously um, came on and made the difference with, with his two goals. He, he brought uh, Yang on on the right-hand side for Kuhn, who I thought was brilliant. So that's the level now, Paul. I think Celtic and, and the manager will be thinking, that's the standard. We've set the standard for that 45 minutes. We bounced back from a goal down at half-time. We showed character, spirit scoring late goals kept going and that's the level now that we've got to be at we can't drop from that sec- from that second half performance the neutral wants this to go all the way is there a neutral have you ever met one <laughs> are you out there give us a call it's the Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property Paul Cooney with the two giants of the game Craig Moore won everything in the game with Rangers and Australia and many other teams and big bad John Hartson and that said of course with affection for both of you John is here former Arsenal West Ham United Celtic Wales 53 caps I think it was um, and counting for Wales so we're going to take calls because remember there's football tonight in the Championship and also in the Premiership as well Ross County against St Mirren and then tomorrow as you know Aberdeen against St Johnson Celtic Dundee 7.45 Hearts against Hibs Edinburgh Derby midweek unusual isn't it I know it happens sometimes now and um, Kelly against Rangers down at Kilmarnock at 7.45 and then Livingston against Motherwell at 8 o'clock which is the Sky game tomorrow night which has surprised many people okay what are you thinking you know the number or you can join us uh, on the socials at Go Football Show other headlines tonight so Rangers goalkeeper Jack Butland could well be set for a sensational recall by England well the manager was asked about this this afternoon you know, I, I would love that he could be there because he deserves um, that he's ready in that way 
if he deserves enough, that's uh, that's the decision of, of of Southgate, of course. And uh, yeah, he's been he's been really good for the team. Although he had less job to do the last couple of weeks, but he keeps the same con- concentration, the same seriousness. He's important in the dressing room, in the trainings, and he's gonna be very important in uh, the next couple of weeks and months because we have a lot of games to go and a lot of important games and you need per- uh, people with personality then. Craig, it would be a boost for the player, for Rangers and Scottish football? I think it would be massive and uh, look, on the back of what uh, Butland has done this season, it would be deserved. Um, he's a top goalkeeper. Um, he's come you know, into the to the club this season and I think the, the, the biggest... Um, Credit that you can give Butland is is normally when you have a you know someone before you who's such an amazing character and had such a wonderful career like Alan McGregor. Sometimes the rumblings and the chat, the discussion still goes on. It hasn't. Butland has come in and he has not missed a beat. He's been bang on it from uh, the very first day. And even when Rangers were at times maybe not playing their best football, Paul, he was there to make the big big saves and. John will tell you for a, for a goalkeeper or certainly for me as a defender sometimes you make mistakes when you've got a goalkeeper that can then dig you out of a hole and make that big save it gives everybody a lot of confidence and I think Butlin has delivered that this season John well yeah you know I think um, Jordan Pickford is is the number one choice I think um, I think Southgate has shown that now for yeah. however long that uh, Jordan Pickford's been allowed he obviously at Everton and uh, and then you got Aaron Ramsdale, of course, that is not playing. Rhea mm-hmm. took over from yeah. uh, the, the signing from Brentford, yeah. and then there's Sam Johnson, who's in goal currently for Crystal Palace. So they got some it, good ones there. Eh? They got yeah. some good they goalkeepers. Got some good ones. So you know, I think Butland's done exceptionally well. And as Craig said, any any good mm-hmm. successful team, um, you know, need a real good goalkeeper to make good saves at crucial stages of the game. Butland's certainly done that for Rangers this season. Um, so yeah, you know he, he's playing well enough. It's just whether or not Gareth Southgate decides to take him. But he he won't be a starter. I think Butler knows that. But it, it would be a brilliant achievement for him on a personal level if he was to break into that England squad tomorrow night. It's going to be what's happening up here. Maybe match of the night. Listen, every game is really really important. If you're a Rangers fan or a Kelly fan, then you want to think about that game. Here is Philippe Plamond speaking about tomorrow's opponent. That is a difficult one. We know. We will approach that game like like all of the games with with respect for the opponent, but uh, also respect for ourselves. So to play our own game, although you need to adapt to uh, a totally different kind of football because of the pitch. Um, what's not easy, but we did it before in Livingston, and uh, we need to do it again. It's uh, it's only one importance, and that's getting three points. But it will be totally different game than uh, than we normally play. At the same time, Celtic will be playing Dundee. I think he's done great that first time in, and you know we've we've played well in the two games against him, in particular the second game up there. But um, but I thought I think he's done fantastic. Got the team organised really well. So they've been flexible in the systems and how they've played. They started off with a back five, and and more recently sort of adapting between a back four and a back five. Um, so. Um, but, uh, but no, he's, he's done very well. Got some very good players. So we, again, have to be at the top of our game to get a result. Brendan Rogers spoke about some negativity that has been around. And it was curious that he felt there was some booing when he took off Iwata. It's not only for, for Celtic. I think it's in general. It's in, in any club. 
you know, of that of that feeling rolls down off the stands onto the pitch and it's negative, then what, what, what do you expect? You, you, you'll get players that will have a nervousness and uh, so the game will look different. Whereas if they have that positive reaction and and have that support, it's like in life, isn't it? You know, if you get that support and you get that feeling that people are behind you, everyone, then uh, you will uh, you'll have a greater chance to succeed. John, so the positive hat on tonight, I think, from a Celtic point of view, is that how you're feeling? Because last week you were critical, quite rightly, about Burnaby, for example. He made changes at the weekend and in-game as well, as you mentioned at the top. Yeah. I, I was critical because they deserve criticism, you know, from yeah. three quarters of the stadium were critical when they walked off that pitch against uh, Kilmarnock after conceding that 90th minute equaliser it wasn't at the level it completely wasn't there Celtic should have gone on and uh, and won that game uh, in my opinion they didn't should have won the game against Aberdeen two weeks before that they didn't so if you're just going to keep papering over the cracks and you know, and, and praising certain players when, when they don't deserve praise. Then, if I played well, great. I knew I played well, but if I didn't play well, I'd expect stick. I'd expect stick of the manager, the crowd, the press, everybody. That that's just the game. That's football. We're in here to give our opinions, mm-hmm. and and that's what we did. But what I would say is, Celtic have bounced back really well. Taylor come back in for Burnaby, um, which I thought he looked more solid as he is. I think I believe he's a better left back than Burnaby anyway, um, and it was a really good performance. And all you can do is, is is praise them for in particular that second half where they were sharp, they were up for it. Um, the 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 goals, Idar's header was a wonderful header from, you know, he timed his run, jumped in front, he jumped in between two defenders, powered it, directed it in the bottom corner. That was a joy to see. Um, you know, none of us had seen that this season, so maybe that's him. Now he's off running on the goal trail, and and that's what he has to do now. If Celtic are gonna you know, push for this title, they are going to have to put in an enormous effort, but they know the level, they know what level they can get to. They've been over the course many times before and it's a, there's a race on and I, and I think it's, it's, it's whoever jumps first, you know, in terms of whoever slips up, then, you know, the other team's got to capitalise, but it's a race and, and Celtic have set the standard. They have to be that at that level for the next 11 games to obviously compete in this championship. In the end, it's a fantastic result for, for Celtic. Um, late, it doesn't matter. That second, once once Ida gets that, that first goal, but very, very brave from the manager. I harp on about the managers because I think that they are so important in terms of the decisions that they will make between now and the end of the season. Huge decision to bring off Kyogo, who wasn't at the yeah. races. He was not at the races. Ida comes on, makes a an impact immediately great ball in from Taylor uh, John as you touched on fantastic header uh, he gets the second goal he, nick, he nicks in front of Butcher uh, for, for a really good finish um, but the, the the substitutions that Brendan made Yang uh, come on and, and made a difference at the back end of the game Carter Vickers gets 30 minutes Celtic struggled the first half Motherwell got in cheaply three, four times uh, in behind their defence quite comfortably yeah. uh, and Celt- more. Celtic were struggling. Obviously, mm. Bear, Bear had a, yeah. a goal offside, which it was yeah. offside. Celtic weathered the storm a little bit in the in the first half and in the wider areas, they were not good enough. Huge improvement in the second half. They'll, they'll be very, very positive about the way they finish that game. But as John touches on, at this stage of the season with so little to go, 
a half of football can actually cost you so much just now. So you need to be at it. You need to be at it from the very first minute. Yeah, the subs work. No, it's it's very important. Um, especially when you get booed for taking off a defender and putting on an attacker. That uh, that seems strange. But um, but I think the players. Yeah, it is important. I think the game now going into ninety plus minutes. You know, you're talking. 95, 100 minute games now. So your, your bench is very, very important. So that ability to, and, and, and having the depth to, to bring players on to make the impact was was very, very important. It's going to be some run in, John, isn't it? You're, you're laughing there, you're smiling. Yeah. Well, I'm laughing yeah. because you, you, can't, you can't expect to score in the 90th plus minutes, 96. Brilliant from Celtic to do that at the weekend, but you can't really rely on that most weeks. You want to be ahead. You sure. want to perform better in the first half. You don't want to give yourself um, all that uh, energy and more, you know, more sort of having to score another two goals to win the game. It's not good for you, the blood pressure, no, as the manager should, said. You should be yeah. ahead. <laughs> You know, so that performance was very similar to the second half against Kilmarnock in the first half, very similar to the second half against Aberdeen. Um, but the second half was a performance as they played many times this season, very, very well, and it's very, very important to keep that up. And 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 of course, when you've got decent enough players to come on, it, it makes a huge difference when you've got quality that you can bring on from the bench. Idar, come on. I would imagine he'll start tomorrow night against Dundee. Yeah, I'm going to ask you that. What well, your his, team com- is. his confidence yeah. will be sky high at the minute, Paul. Craig, we'll get your Rangers team as well and we'll get your comments on Celtic. So, Rangers continue. It's some run under the manager, Philippe Clement. Uh, and at the weekend, I don't think anyone expected 5-0, though, against Hearts. The big two really are in another planet, another level to everyone else in Scottish football. Yeah, very well. I mean, there's Rangers up against Hearts who are clear by a distance in, in third position. Uh, and, and, and Rangers, apart from probably a five or ten minute spell, Paul, after uh, the early goal at 1-0, Hearts kind of got themselves back in. And But the the second goal from, from Cortez, which come off the, uh, the back of a mistake, transition, uh, and, and Rangers were, were, uh, they were positive. They went and got the job done. To then, the, then the third one just before half time. In the end, it was quite it was quite ruthless. It was quite ruthless. And again, substitutes, players making contributions. Mm. Dessa starts, gets his goals. Could have had more. A Dessa's double. Yeah, mm. Silva comes on, scores mm. a nice goal. Looked lively. Um, so a, again, third is a long, long way off at this moment in time. Uh, well, well below Rangers and Celtic. Do you want to hear from this boy, one of your newcomers, Diamondi? I mean, yeah, I scored a few goals when. I was back in Denmark and I wanted to, to, to make a lot of difference and scoring goals is one of it and I, I just want to get in the right places at the right time to, to, to make the difference. So yeah, it's part of my, my game I think. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it pops up everywhere. I'll say it's um, it, like box to box midfielder where I can play like as a defensive midfielder also to give a lot to my team when we are attacking. So just run from box to box yeah fans have taken to him well why not you, you <laughs> score a couple of goals in your first couple of performances uh, and, and it's a really really good goal um, you know Hearts have got good bodies behind the ball probably a little bit deep um, but just the way that he shifts it he shifts it and creates that extra yard for himself good strike with his left foot goalkeeper doesn't have any chance and he's, he's impressed uh, he looks as if he's enjoying himself but 
it helps when you come into a team that are actually performing. Mm. He touches on being box to box very much so, Paul. He, he's, he's one of those modern day midfielders that I, I think will contribute uh, in both boxes, which nowadays in the midfield in particular, hugely important. The manager was saying everyone wants to be part of this. He makes so many changes every game now sometimes seven sometimes four five this time? four this yeah. weekend let's hear from Philippe Clement I think almost all of them they want to play every game for sure when you're winning they want to play all the games uh, all the players if you start to lose games then you have less players who want to play all the games it works like that no I think all of them and that's a good thing um, they need to focus on what they have to do to play a lot of minutes and to do the right things for the team and then they will get minutes and it's my job to think who we're going to take every time and how we're going to do it as a squad and now in the beginning it's always more difficult it's not a new thing it was the same in my in my other teams also in periods like that because it's the only way to be there on top every time in the way we want to play football with a lot of intensity so you cannot do it with the, with the same 12 13 players for months, every three days. It's impossible. So the team understands the story now. Are they totally happy with that all the time? No. But they're totally happy all the time until now that they are in this good story now together and they feel also that they're winning a lot of games and they get also the, uh, enough minutes to shine, to be in the spotlight. John, what do you feel about that? You've experienced changes in teams. Yeah. He, he does. He makes a lot, doesn't he? Well, he does, and yeah. it's clearly working for, for his team. He's keeping them all fresh. He's keeping them all hungry to play. Um, that means the training levels will probably be very good on a daily basis because, as he said there several times, they all want to play. Mm. Personally, I didn't like used, didn't used to like coming out of the team, but he said there that's exactly the same for his players. Mm. They don't. Some of them don't like it, but it's working, and nobody is complaining about it. Everybody's on board, um, and it's clearly working because it's, it's three signings as well, uh, all scored at the weekend. You look at it, yeah. Diamandi, yeah. uh, Cortez, and Silva. So they must be in dreamland at the minute. Whatever they do, and they're getting it right, you know. So uh, he, he's obviously very happy with the way things are going. Craig. Yeah, and, and look, again, for Rangers, there is a busy schedule mm. uh, that's coming up, obviously, with the European matches as well. Um, so the, the squad... Uh, Lisbon. Yeah, yeah, the squad mm. is so important. I'm normally not a huge fan of rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, but Spe- again, especially when you're dropped. Well, yeah, but again, <laughs> yeah. No, normally for me as a defender... Uh, that's where that's where coaches do like that stability. Um, so the back four goalkeeper never never changed throughout the match. Obviously the uh, the substitutions happen further up the field, but you're in a good space, Paul. When all of a sudden you, you know you're taking your striker off Dessers, who scored a couple, could have scored maybe a couple more, and then Silva comes on and gets a goal uh, as well. So again, players that are coming on, contributing, getting that goal. Confidence is, is not only high for, for, for the starting 11 players, but players that are coming on and able to, to ha- add their own personal touches to the game. Hugely important at this stage with so very few games. I'm saying so very few, 11 games left. You're uh, willing it. You're wishing it. Well, blink. No, no, look, yeah. I, I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to uh, the remaining 11 matches because yeah. I still believe there's going to be twists and turns. Um, there's a lot of excitement. Uh, there's absolutely no doubt about that. There's going to be decisions that we just can't believe that have happened and I still believe at this stage um, 
that it's going to go to the last game or two of the season. I think it's going to be really, really tight. Mm-hmm. John? It may well yeah. do. I think Craig could be right. It's very exciting, isn't it? Um, How's your blood pressure? Good. <laughs> I'm all right, Craig. Paul, yeah. yeah, good. I'm all right. Yeah. Um, but It's exciting. It's isn't very it? exciting. Yeah. It's, it's very exciting. You know, Clement's come in and done an outstanding job. You have to say that everybody more or less thought Celtic would go on and win another league this year at the very start of the season the Brendan Rodgers coming back and everything else um, but Rangers have you know changed a lot of people's opinions yeah. certainly their own supporters he's made them believe again he, they, you know they've already got a trophy in the bag um, so yeah it's very very exciting and for me I still believe Rangers are the favourites because they, they've got the momentum mm-hmm. one, one defeat in 19 whatever it is and I just think recent form from Celtic was excellent at the second on the second in the second half. Sorry, at the weekend, mm-hmm. they've now got to keep delivering to that level, and that's the key questions. Can Celtic do it? I believe they can. It's down to the players now to galvanise themselves, go on the pitch, and 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 obviously they know what's at stake. So it's going to be down to the players and Brendan Rodgers making substitutions like he did, getting a little bit of luck. A little bit of obviously knowledge and what he's got in terms of his, his previous management, mm-hmm. um, and listen, as I said, it, it, it's it's whoever uh, whoever slips up first. The real, the real test now, Paul, is is you can make a mistake now and and you can still repair it. There's time. Mm-hmm. See when you're getting down to the last three, four, five matches when mistakes are costly, mm-hmm. the pressure is going to be huge. There was a lot made about uh, Brendan Rogers' interview with Jane Lewis, so he addresses that after the break. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Get in touch with the team and they'll offer expert advice on effectively presenting your property. Let's go! Let's go! It's the Go Radio Football Show. Thanks for making the switch. We're here every night with Go Green Property. And tomorrow night, Stephen McGinn will be here with the Rangers legend, Barry Ferguson, who was here last night. And I said to him, I said, yep, the big two are on tomorrow night, Craig Moore and John Hartson. What did he say? I'm I'm here. I made it. (laughs) (laughs) Mark Guidi wasn't too happy either. No, they'll be back tomorrow night. A lot of people making the switch. A lot of people enjoying it. John, you too, Craig. And uh, because you always say exactly what you think. I think you're both really fair. I heard you, John saying at the moment you think Rangers are the favourites Craig who do you think is the favourite to win the title two points in it 11 games to go I I think Rangers are the favourites I still think it's very close Paul 55% Rangers 45% Celtic at this stage Well, so it's close yeah only because I'd love to see Celtic turn it around and play like they did in the second half get the team right I think there's still one or two changes Brendan got them right at the weekend obviously um, with the substitution of, of Ida yeah. certainly yeah. in the second half um, so Celtic need to be more consistent as, as I've said I think that you know that's the catalyst now to keep up that that um, those performance levels and I heard Brendan Rodgers talking about it, it's, it's about the performance yeah. yes I think they both marry together the performance if you perform well generally you win the game but I would rather see Celtic not perform that well and win games at this stage of the season you've got to win it's all about getting over the line and getting those three points perform well of course it helps of course it does but ultimately it's about winning now it's about three points Philip Clement just come on there tomorrow night against, let's get three points three points three points it's still in their hands if they win every game so Celtic are looking there's two games to come of course Celtic Rangers games so whether whether we get to that stage and then obviously them games are very important then interested John your thoughts and Celtic listeners how big a concern is it 
um, that Kyogo is is not where he needs to be in terms of his performances. He, he, he obviously taken off at the weekend. Um, Ida yeah. does come on and does, has a, a, a wonderful performance, mm. but having one recognised striker potentially between now and the end of the season, how big a concern is that? It's a concern right now because Kyogo's not in particular um, great form. Uh, we've relied on Kyogo for, I'm relied on him, but he's been exceptional since he's come to the club. Player of the I, year. I don't think he's finished for the season. I don't think he's finished for the season. I still think he has a huge part to play. Idar at the weekend came on and done the business. Good header, good yep. good goal. And I think it's his shirt to lose now. I think it's going to be a competition between the two strikers. Uh, I believe I believe he will start tomorrow night. And then and then obviously you've got the quality of, of Kyogo. You know he's got quality. Would he play um, both of them tomorrow night? I don't think so. Because so. again, you have to change the system then. Yep. Uh, and obviously at the weekend, you know, he played the the two of them on against um, against us, Kilmarnock. And Saint jo- and Saint Mirren, sorry, in the, in the cup, the week before. But I just think that um, they played four three three at the weekend, and I think you stick to that system. Any other questions? No, it was, right? was just one. No, because I, again, <laughs> good question. I touch on I, I touch on John was one, and he was a fantastic one at that. Uh, in terms of uh, a title winning team, having uh, depth in in number nines and strikers. That's why the, they get the big bucks, isn't it? The strikers. Mm-hmm. Do you want the Rangers update? We don't have the team yet. We will in the next hour. This is Philippe Clement this afternoon. The squad is is okay. Only thing, um, so no injuries uh, or more injuries after last game. Only thing is that I cannot put Kemaruf in the selection again because of the surface. So that's a clear message from my medical staff that it's too risky. Uh, after his injury and uh, amount of injuries so in that way it's a disadvantage to play on that kind of pitch but okay we need to adapt again so chance for another player then yeah this time tomorrow night we'll have the team I'm getting ahead of myself the plastic pitch you're excited always mentioned yeah it's uh, neck and neck two points in it let's hear what the manager is saying about this plastic pitch which is going soon but not soon enough at Kilmarnock a lot of things eh? I, I made a comparison with with, with a game of tennis with playing at Wimbledon or on a clay court, it's a little bit like that. Of course, it's different sports, but the ball goes faster, so you need to be more precise. On a grass pitch, when you give a pass, it slows down after a while. On a artificial, it keeps its speed or it goes even faster along the way. The ball bounces in a totally different way. If you give passes uh, in the air or shots at goal, you cannot go with your foot underneath the ball like you n- normally do on a grass pitch. So you need to adapt your body towards that. Also, the way of turning, the way of sprinting, the way of stopping is also different. So that's a lot of things. That is different, but uh, it is what it is. In the league, there's a decision that for the moment it's still possible to play on the, those surfaces. I don't think in Premier League it's still possible or in La Liga or in the top leagues but uh, I hear in Scotland everybody is also convinced now it's it's not the best way to play football but we're going to go there to get the three points and I, I said it before also eh? before Livingston I don't care at the end if it's on that pitch or on the, on the parking lot that we need to play we're going to go there to, to get the three points I think we've said all that can be said really about plastic pitches. The sooner they're gone, the better. It's true, isn't yeah, it? I don't, I don't even know whether Kilmarnock players yeah. enjoy playing on it. What what they do have is that they have the they have the knowledge of the bounce of the ball. They've played on it more times than any other team, of course. But it's interesting because when teams go there and they struggle, it's the pitch. 
I didn't like the pitch. Pitch was too bouncy. It was. It was. It. Was, it wasn't running. The ball wasn't running right. Blah blah blah. But but if they win, if you go and, yeah. there's no mention of the pitch. Sure. You know. But as I yeah. said, Kilmarnock. I think even themselves because I don't believe it's great for your for your legs, for your knees, and everything else. I think to play on that plastic pitch, you know, most of your career. Um, it, it, I don't think it's good for the body either personally and football's meant to be played on grass but I can understand why, why clubs do it because they can lease the pitch out yeah. 365 sure. yeah. days a year to local businesses and they can make make more money and they don't have the riches of the other bigger clubs if you like so I can understand why clubs put it down and I don't think most managers are ha- even, even, even Derek McInnes might not be happy with it but he's manager of Kilmarnock and he has to go with what he has mm-hmm. What about the Kramer roof situation? So he could have been back, but not on the plastic pitch. Yeah, and, and not. And, and again, that's, for me, the correct decision. When you've had a, a, a player with an injury profile like roof, then the last thing you're going to do on a, on a different surface is take the risk. Um, the end of the, look, this is a type of pitch at times, and, and you're, you're right, John, that sometimes it can be used, your argument, to, to, to when it suits you kind of thing. But it can be a leveller. It's 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 no different to back in the day when you know if teams have got wonderful wingers, you you bring the pitch in as narrow as you possibly can so that they don't have that space or you know a good football inside you grow the grass a little bit longer. It's a, it, it can be a leveller, yeah. but the the problem for a lot of us is that we just don't feel as if it's for Premier League football for our top top flight. Mm-hmm. It's good enough. Um, but at the end of the day, that's not going to be Rangers' concern going into this sure. match. Rangers' concern is going to be the form of Kennedy, Vassell, Watkins and Armstrong. Yeah. Yeah. That is the concern and the, and the form that, that Derek McInnes has his Kilmarnock team in at the moment. Absolutely. It, totally agree. Reminiscent of the days when it was Steve Clark taking them to third top of the table. Let's hear from Brendan Rogers speaking about Cameron Carter-Vickers, who came on to great effect at the weekend for Celtic. No, he, he need managing, but he's, he's ready to start if we, if we need be. And and you see again the difference when he comes into the the game uh, at the weekend. He's a he's a top operator, but we we just have to be mindful of his his minutes and his time. He's important for Celtic. Everyone knows that, John. Massive. Yeah, he's massive. He's mm. a McGregor. He's mm-hmm. um, yeah. I would have said Kyogo if he was in yeah, if he was in better sure. form. Yeah. But no, I, I think when um, Cameron Carter Vickers plays, he brings that calmness to the back four. He's good in both boxes. He's a threat. Obviously, he goes and heads it away defensively. Um, offensively, he goes and you know he attacks the ball and uh, and he's comfortable in possession as well. Paul, he can come up with the ball at the back. His, his passing is very good. But just to have the boy's stature at the back and alongside scales as well. And I think if that back four stay fit and healthy between now and the end of the season, ideally that would be Johnson. Carter, Vickers, Scales and Taylor and Harding goal that would be Celtic's you know go to uh, back four and I can't see that changing in terms of personnel unless of course there's injuries and of course you've got Hitachi to come back um, so hopefully these guys can stay fit stay in the team and then it just makes Celtic's challenge um, still difficult but they go in with it with the strongest team they can possibly put out it's, a, it's the strongest back four that I think, mm. and, and I'm sure majority of Celtic supporters think that they would love to see fit and healthy uh, playing between now and the end of the season. Carter Vickers, he he, um, he was unlucky not to get player of the season last year, uh, such of the level that he knocked out week yeah. in week out. His injury has been a um, has been a huge impact to the team, 
uh, because I think that his leadership, although he doesn't seem to be one that barks a lot of orders, but he just seems to be the type of player um, that is able to bring other players at ease. Um, and therefore, he's been a huge miss. There was a lot of chat at the weekend over an interview at the end of the game when Brendan Rogers was interviewed by Jane Lewis, excellent journalist, uh, interviewing Brendan Rogers. And at the end of it, he sounded a bit cranky about the questioning, but the question he'd opened up something saying about the, a narrative written or whatever. So, you know the story, Craig? You know about it? Yes. Yeah. John, you know yeah. as well. So, Brendan Rogers addressed it today. He was asked about it because I'm looking at some headlines here. I mean, in the Herald this morning, Susan Egglestaff, really good writer, said, few things make me want to punch someone in the face more than being called a good girl. So it was a real rammy out there in some circles. This is what Brendan Rogers said about it this afternoon. Yeah, I'm obviously, <clears throat> and I will address it because I've, I've been obviously aware of it. I think, obviously, sadly for me, I think in, in society now, we... Um, where they're looking to offend or find something that is offensive to try and pin on to uh, to people. I think you guys, since I've been up here, and I think any journalist or, or reporter or anyone in media, I've always based my life on, on relationships. So I've always offered a warmth, a respect, being courteous and offering time to people. And that will never, ever, ever change. So obviously when there was the, the that little bit that was out there, or big bit, however it was, uh, then of course it, um, yeah, it. Uh, I feel the need to to address that because, like I said, I I deal with people in life, whether it's players, you know, relationships with them. I want to help them become better. Like you say, people in the media. I've, you know, I, I've spoken to Jane, and she wasn't offended. Um, we had a laugh about it. She'll continue to ask me awkward questions. I'm sure and uh, but I see her every week and we, we've got good relations like I said like I have with uh, with most people in my life whether that's professional or or social and the irony of it is it, it's funny actually because I, I shared with players there not so long ago the, the the story of Jessica Watson it was a young woman at 16 years of age traveled around the world solo on a on a boat the, the documentary I watched was really inspiring true spirit it was called and I actually shared that with the players in terms of the inspiration they could take from a young woman like that what she'd been through everything else so um so yeah so I, I find it saddening as much as anything because one I'm not that type of person uh, I can never be that it's not how I'm built but also sad me for the society now because people are just looking and trying to find ways to to somehow bring you down if they can and uh, and yeah it's it's not nice I think he's answered that really really well today well so, he shouldn't have said it yeah he shouldn't have said it you know whether he crossed the cord of whatever but you know he shouldn't have said it to, to, to a, a, a woman presenter that's not a language that you hear normally speak to people there was no apology there from Brendan I listened to no apology. And I believe that although he said he spoke to Jane Lewis, yeah. I think I would have loved Jane Lewis. I think she would have probably wanted an apology. Well, he said he's spoken to her, John. Yeah, he spoke to her, but that's not the no language. That's not the yeah. language you expect from a top manager to say to a lady reporter. A woman in, reporter. In, in, yeah. in, in it's my, a minefield. In, in my eyes... I think I didn't see you an apology over the over the years. There, I know he's spoken to. I know, nobody knows what he said, but in my eyes, he shouldn't have said that in the first place. That is only my opinion. Okay, 
Greg, I thought he seemed to answer it really well there. It was live broadcasting at the time. Um, he's spoken with Jane Lewis. Yeah. And well, well, again, yeah. from, from what I've heard there, um, again, nobody knows what his discussion with, with yeah. Jane Lewis. And I've known Jane Lewis for a long, yeah, long time as well. Sure. Um, she, by what Brendan's saying there, didn't seem too offended by by the situation. And look, society, things have changed. We have to be a little bit more careful about, you know, things that we say because they're analysed a lot more. Yeah. But by that, I'll probably sit on the other side of the fence, John, in regards to that. I think that Brendan has addressed that with Jane. She's not overly um, upset about the situation. And, uh, you know, we, we, we kind of move on. I don't think... Anybody has tried to offend anybody. Exactly. Quick break and then we're back. We're going in the lines. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Unlock your potential and join the team recruiting real estate agents. Call 0141-374-0409. Let's go. Let's go straight on the phone lines. John Hartson is here and Craig Moore with me, Paul Cooney. First up is Ross, a Celtic fan. Good evening, Ross. Hi, Paul, John and Craig. Hi, Ross. Good. How you going, Ross? Hiya. How are you watching um, your mind tonight? Yeah. Just obviously on the, on the weekend, um, it looked as if we were going to drop another two points. Mm. Um, and then Adam Ida came to the rescue and managed to, to grab us the three points. But I just think the now with Kyogo, um, the first half on, on Sunday, um, he just looks to me like a guy that's checked out. And I don't know if he's, if he's not happy or what the situation is but the first half Kyogo offered absolutely absolute nothing offered nothing and then Ida comes on scores a great header it's a John Hartson-esque header <laughs> um, and you see him with a second goal just the way yeah. he manages to open his body and, and, and tap it in but I think tomorrow right Adam Eden needs to start and I don't, I don't know what the problems are with Kyogo but he's just he's just not the same player that he was I agree with you. I have to say, uh, Kyogo looks like a shadow of his um, of when he's at his best, m- making those darting runs in behind, quick, showing, just playing in and around the box. Um, and for me, I-, I said earlier on in the show, I think Ida has to start. I-, I wouldn't be surprised if Brendan Rodgers starts with the same team that finished the game. Um, I thought the team looked very good uh, at that particular time, obviously going on and scoring three second half goals. Um, yeah, and you're right. I, I don't think, though, I, I don't think Kyogo's finished for the season. I think it's very, very important that he starts working on his game again and, and he starts to hit top gear if, if he can get his confidence back up. Um, but in terms of from now on for the next couple of games Ida has to play for me because he's the man in form he's the man who made the difference at the weekend and and I agree with you I don't think Kyogo's completely at his best right now um, but you shouldn't write good players off yeah. great players you can't write them off also guys he's not getting the same supply as he yeah. was getting last season would that be fair? he's playing yeah. differently yeah. he's playing differently he had, he had one chance off, off his really good movement I think in the first half and it was a great ball by yeah. Callum McGregor that was the only sighting he had on goal. Um, the concerning thing for you, Ross, must be if you think that Kyogo has potentially checked out at this stage, what's he going to be like if he starts sitting on the bench? Well, that's my concern, Craig. That I think that, I, again, I don't know behind the scenes and stuff. I don't know if he's not happy or whatever, but I just get the impression that it's no working under Brendan. And I've just got a funny feeling that I, I, I could generally see. Kyogo maybe 
maybe moving on at the end of the season. That's just my concern that the performances that Kyogo's put in this year, and I agree with John and stuff that he's not potentially getting the full service to what he's normally doing, but even, as what you say, John, maybe runs he makes, he doesn't appear to be doing anything just now, and that's my concern. Playing that deeper, isn't he now? Yeah. Mind you, he did it for you against Rangers in September and December the 30th. But I do take your point. He always plays with a smile on his face. Maybe not so much just now, but he gives 100%, John, doesn't well, he? Well, certainly imagine. he gives 100%. Yeah. But he, he, listen, every Celtic fan would, would agree with the caller. Mm. Um, he, he's not at his best. Yeah. He's clearly not performing at the level that Celtic fans are so used to him performing. Scoring them wonderful <laughs> goals, running in behind, making those little darting runs, beating the offside trap. Um, technically, he doesn't quite seem to... I don't know whether it's... Listen, everybody can lose a little bit of form. There's several Celtic players you can say, this season I'm really been totally yeah. at their best. But now you need players to come to the fore right now for the last 11 games of the season. And at this moment in time, Ida, for me, has to start. He's, he's the striker that's in form. Now, I know we've only seen three or four goals of him. It's, it's yeah. very early in his Celtic career. He's on loan. You know, yeah. look at what Kyogo's done for the club. But you pick players on merit and you pick players in form. That's what I've always thought. So at this particular time, I would play Ida. Stay with us, Ross. Here's Kevin, a Celtic fan. Good evening, Kev- Kevin. Hello, Kevin. Oh. Oh, hello. Going to miss your turn there, Kevin. Turn. Right, in fact, we'll come back to you, Kevin. That's a poor line we're hearing it coming back. Ross, what are you thinking for tomorrow night then? Have you turned a corner with that late, late show at Motherwell? Um, I think, obviously, um, tomorrow night is another massive, massive game. And again, Tony Dockett is doing really, really well at Dundee, so it's going to be another tough game. Um, I think just now it's about just getting the three points. I think... Performances is obviously a, a big thing, but see if Celtic grind out 1-0 victories from now until the end of the season. I don't care, I'll take it. As long as we're top of the league come the end of the season and we win this championship, that's that's all that really matters. So hopefully tomorrow night is another three points and then it's another big game on Sunday at Tynecastle. It sure is, but you'd like a five, wouldn't you? The way the Rangers fans enjoyed on Saturday. And, and take, a, take a 1-0 uh, win yeah. <laughs> I, I, again Ross is, Ross is bang on in terms of the importance yeah. of three points but it, it is a game where I think that Celtic can actually be really really comfortable I think Dundee have had an exceptional season there's no doubt about that newly promoted side um, punched above their weight this season I think they're depleted slightly so Celtic do have a big opportunity to, to, to get three points but also to 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 score some goals I believe Ross thanks for your call let's try Kevin now hi Kevin hello hi Kevin hello sorry about that guys alright you stop parking now give us your <laughs> <laughs> start barking stop parking <laughs> reverse, Kev. <laughs> That's it. hi Kevin what's in your mind tonight uh, just uh, a bit of there's actually a comment to talk about the me Kyogo as well actually right Okay. Uh, I just find it uh, quite worrying. You've obviously got a boy in the, the studio there, Big John, yep. an absolute legend. And by the way, John, I just feel unnecessary every time I speak to you. Just thank you for everything you've done for my club, mate. We'll never forget it, mate. So thank you. But Kevin, lovely you words, mate. But listen, I was just doing my job, pal. Yep. Here's the bank details. It's five, Kevin. four, three, two. <laughs> Kevin, I try to forget. Yeah. About, I try to yeah. forget about it every day, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Kevin. 
Kev, hold on a second. On the other line is Henry Larson. Henry, what do you want to say to Craig Moore? How many times did I score by him? That's what he'd be saying. Kev, you're on. I just think that um, he's gone. He's gone through a, a bad spell, and mm. I don't know how John feels about this. Uh, I think everybody's got a different opinion. But see, for me, see if a striker has gone through a, a, a bad spell, I think it's better management to maybe <clears throat> take him out the side for a few games. And, you know, have the chat behind the scenes in the training, but take him out of the fire in a wee bit and build his confidence back up rather than continuing to play them. And I think he does come on at half time. Mm. He's smashed in a couple of good goals. I fully expect him to start against Dundee. I think throwing Kyogo back in. I think you give him a wee break to the limelight and, and, and mm. fire him back up again and get him back in. Um, but I'm sure he'll come good again. But he, does, he just looks really low on confidence. It's, yeah. But he's not been getting the service. And see, for me, when I watch the team, it's not about passing blame. That's, that's probably a bad word. But it's not his. Kyogo's movement doesn't change. So you watch him again. Big John is always at the game, so he'll see you better than us. Yeah. But his movement doesn't change, and the players aren't finding him. Hatati's not in the squad he, uh, to find him. O'Reilly's going through a bit of a bad spell, and Maida, a bad as Mayweather. So he's not, get, he's not getting the same service that he, that he was even before Christmas, never mind last season. So it's not all about Kyogo, yeah. but at the end of the day, the big man's come on at half time, had a couple of chances. And took them, so you need to start them. I think, Kevin, by your original point there was, you know, you, you maybe feel he could be taken out of the team, put Brendan put his arm around him and just leave him out, and maybe. But I think you can react two ways to that. You know, you, you could see that as a positive, and then you can come back in and think, well, I'm going to go back in, prove the pl- prove the prove the manager wrong, he shouldn't have left me out, I'm going to work really hard to get back into the team. Or other players, they just don't take it very well. They don't take it very well. They sulk. Their shoulders go down. Um, and it's a big decision for the manager. I would still keep him as a substitute because I think if you're going to start with Ida, you need you need a quality striker to come on. And good players, you know, they don't just they don't just become bad players overnight. He's just going through a, a, a confidence crisis. He's not got anywhere near the goals he's, he's got at this stage in, in other previous seasons. And I think you're right in terms of the point. He does got a start because he's the one that is that 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 went and won the game theoretically at the weekend for Celtic. He deserves now to stay in the team. One because of his form, and two because of the confidence that he'll take from starting the game for Celtic. So for me, I think it's not a bad thing to take Kyogo out for a game or two. But that then will all depends on he does form also. Craig, what would you say? I would love to know what at the start of the season what conversations um, happened with, with, with Kyogo and he, he was clearly playing um, a different role to what he played last season and he was electrifying last season it was incredible you know he, he plays on shoulders uh, he had every defender in the country nervous um, knowing that he's got great movement is he going to get off your shoulder or is he going to dart across in front of you um, Celtic have him playing a different way this season I would love to know the reasoning why? Yeah, I, I can I can understand, Craig, exactly your point. But last season, his link-up play with Abada and Jota 
you know, putting the balls in at the right time. Uh, Kyogo running, running beyond that near post, going back post when when Jota was sort of lifting the ball uh, to Kyogo. So I think this season is linked up with one or two other players. You remember, you know, you had yep. um, different yep. sort of Palmer playing on the left. Yep. We haven't had a bother in the yes, side sure. for a long There's time. There's been a change. Supply has yeah. not been, it's not there. It's not quite been there, yep. but also the personnel has not of been course. there. Hitati's the been injured for, for a long time this Big season. Big factor. So yep. That's what I would say, but still, I don't think Kyogo's the player that we've seen previously. Kevin, season. final word before we go to the news. Are you all cheering up a bit at Celtic? It's been a bit of disjointed. We know all the stories. You've got two goals and in injury time. Is this going to change things now? No. I, no. Don't, I can't see it. But, and I'm not a pessimist, Paul. I, I'm very positive, but no, I think Celtic are just... It's not going to happen for us this season, mate. It's just, I, I just I don't see it happening for us this season. Mm. I'm really sorry to say that, but I'm a, I'm a realist. So Rangers are, listen, I think Rangers are brilliant either. They get a great result of the weekend, but I've watched yep. a couple of their games and they're not exactly, they're not exactly a man city themselves. But at the end of the day, Rangers are getting the results, they're getting the goals. I don't see it happening for us, I think. And as you know, I blame the board. They've made too many mistakes. They've made a massive mistake in January. Uh, and I, I think that it's going to cost us. I hope they prove me wrong, but mm. I don't see, I can't see us turning, I, I turning we've got 11 games left, mate, mm. and that's the same amount of games that we've, we've almost played since January, or May, that we've played in, since January, okay. and it has been dreadful. So two injury time goals against Motherwell, when have we actually got to get a performance with the games finished at half-time? Mm. Do we need to struggle through all these games? I just don't understand, but I hope they'll prove me wrong, but yeah. uh, we should yeah. win against Dundee. Yeah, I just think it's, it's, it's game by game, Kevin. I just think yep. game by game, performances, results, and see how long we can carry on for. Kevin, scoreline tomorrow night? Uh, that is Dundee, so I'm going to be positive again. I'm going to see 3 now. Thanks very much for your call and for Cheers, Ross Kev. too. Just before we go to the news, Jane Lewis did speak today and she said she took no offence at Brendan Rogers calling her a good girl at the end of the interview on Sunday. So it's been a bit of a nationwide debate on other channels down south today. So that's what Brendan Rogers spoke with her. But Jane did, because you did mention that earlier on. Jane said she's spoken with him and uh, she wasn't offended. The news is next. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property, offering expert advice on preparing your home for the market. Let's go! The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Call 0808 1717 700. Let's go! Hour two and no shortage of calls coming in for Craig Moore and John Hartson on an evening when yeah we're back into it Cinch Premiership continues tonight so does the Championship as well virtually a full card there we'll go through it very shortly Ross County against St Mirren is the Premiership one and that's a huge game for both teams because St Mirren want to be top six in Ross County my goodness at the bottom Livy look down and out but they might not be and Motherwell not too far away St Johnson dragged back, back into it Craig big game tonight at Dingwall Massive, massive game. Look, I think St Mirren, uh, I think they will finish in the top six. Ross County from, um, they were cruising, weren't they? They were 2-0 up yeah. against Livy and all of a sudden uh, back to 2-2 and uh, a late, late winner. Mm. Um, huge result for Ross County. I believe that they will um, actually get a result tonight. I think they'll, they'll win against St Mirren um, and therefore that puts a lot 
a lot of pressure and talking about that winning goal for Ross County against Livingston yeah. I actually think it's a goal that sends Livingston down you think so yep. do you reckon that's yep. going to be it John for uh, Ross County Eamon uh, Brophy he was in great form back fit again did well at Kilmarnock too many injuries but he showed that he's a, he's a good striker when he's fit yeah, and they're chasing St. Johnson as well. Yeah. You know, they're chasing St. Johnson and Motherwell. So they'll have targets themselves to, yep. to get up the league. Um, poor result from Livingston at the yeah. weekend. Went down 1-0 to Kilmarnock. Are you worried now? I am slightly yeah. because um, as much as they're fighting and you, know, you, you look at them, they've been, they've been bottom of the league now for a number, a number of weeks. Um, and I can't see them stringing two wins mm-hmm. together. I can see them getting the odd win. But I, I don't think it's going to be enough. And certainly, if if Ross County win tonight, then it, it, it makes Livingston and then got a mountain to climb. Two, two very good goals by Brophy there. Yeah. Brophy and Murray, they're not a bad combination, yeah. by the way. They're two really hard, honest working strikers. Brophy's second goal, oof. I tell you what, it didn't mess about there. Yeah. Power, near post, but top corner. Um Bruce Anderson, uh, John for Livingston. Bruce Anderson comes on as a substitute yeah. uh, and brings him back to life with two goals. Mm-hmm. I just, I wonder why he's not started more games. A uh, really, really good goal scorer, yeah, like fox in the box type. I know Tete Yenge, mm-hmm. Yenge oh, like uh, has, has, has come in, the Australian, Australian boy. Um, but Bruce Anderson doesn't play enough for the yeah. type of return I think that he can give you. But it's hard when you're down there at the bottom. Eh? Every result, every performance, uh, goals. Um, but I just, David Martindale, he, he's one of the guys that I've only met a couple of times. I really, really like the guy because he's honest. Um, but I think that he, I think he's got a tough job to keep Livingston up this season. And he, he's got, you know, he's got to work with what he has. Now, Livingston, yeah. they're not in that position to go and, if they're in trouble, can they go and buy a, a centre-forward or... I, I don't think he has many options in terms of the market. So he has to work the market really, really well. And they've done that for a number of years. Maybe they've just run out now and and uh, maybe it just might be their time to uh, to drop down a league or two. We'll go through all the games very shortly. The biggest games tomorrow night, well, there's so many of them. What about Kilmarnock up against the league leaders Rangers? Just two points in it. Philippe Clement knows it can be difficult against Kilmarnock. You mean the beginning of the season, first game that they lost? It's it's a totally different story. So uh, there were other ideas, other players also. A lot of things have changed, so I don't think you need to put a lot of emphasis on that. Um, no, the the guys are focused and they know they, they need to adapt to other circumstances. They have respect for the opponent also about how they are doing things. That. If I'm well informed, six uh, old firm games until now this season and they won three. One draw and two losses. Uh, one time against us at Ibrox. That one I remember. So, no, we, uh, we're going to go there full focus, but we know it's, uh, it's one of those uh, dangerous moments that it can be a bump on the road. You might be in the crowd tomorrow night, maybe, uh, at mm. the game, Craig. Possibly. Yeah, possibly. What are you thinking? He's got full respect there. You can tell Kelly are the form team up against the old firm. Yeah. Now, Kelly have had a tremendous run. Derek's done a, he's done a fantastic job this season. Uh, I think he felt that it was potentially the type of season he could have had last year. It's taken a little bit more time. But as, as I mentioned earlier on in terms of 
the the attacking players that uh, they have in regards to to Watkins and, and Vassell up top, Vassell. Um, good experience, good experience. Um, you know, make good runs into the box, have a presence. And when you look at the delivery that Armstrong and Kennedy can give you in the in the wider areas, Paul, then then Kilmarnock become a very very dangerous side. Pretty steady defensively. Um, Set plays. You can see that that Derek and his team work a lot on set plays. Um, so I think you know not only in terms of um, Rangers coming up against an informed team, but Rangers in terms of defensively need to be set up well against dead ball situations, free kicks, corners, these kind of things, and make sure that they're switched on. But but I just think that at this moment in time that Rangers as a group. Uh, and across the board that there's there's too much confidence I don't believe they'll go with arrogance I, I believe that they'll go with a with the right type of attitude to win what what, what will still be a very tricky game yeah it's always tricky isn't it you know uh, Kilmarnock um, because you know look at Celtic three times they've took three results off Celtic yep. this season not beat them in the cup beat them in the league and then obviously drew with Celtic Park but if there is a game like you're looking at me and Craig were talking last week we're on your last Tuesday saying Rangers play Hearts at the weekend Hearts third in the league Shanklin 25 goals if there's ever going to be possibly an upset it might come against Hearts because you know the last time they, they got beat last minute goal didn't they when they were, when they were at Ibrox before was it yes. 3-2 yeah. that was a massive so they, name they actually they gave them a huge game midweek game I remember it yep. and then you think it but then Rangers come back and they go and thump Hearts mm. 5-0 so I wouldn't I wouldn't be are surprised if they went and did that to Kilmarnock in terms of how they play and the you know the, the way that they're going into games. Um, but yeah. then again, I wouldn't be Kil- I wouldn't be surprised if Kilmarnock managed to get a result in terms of what they've done and they've already beaten Rangers once this season. Yeah, right season correct, that? Yeah. yeah, so they're having a good season themselves. But as I said, uh, if, if I was a betting man, which I'm not. Um, you know, you, you, yep. you'd back Rangers, but um, Kilmarnock are more than capable of producing an upset. Even Killy, sorry, just quickly, yeah. a little, little snap by at the end there, Go Paul. Uh, Killy have also uh, uh, beat Aberdeen three times this season, yeah. I think. I mean, so you look at it, it it's, it's been yeah, quite an incredible tough, season yeah, for Kilmarnock. Side. Well, Derek Reckon, Celtic and Rangers now fear playing Kilmarnock again, as they did under Stevie Clark. Paul's on, a Rangers fan. Good evening, Paul. Do you fear going up against Killy tomorrow night? Hi Paul, hi uh, guys. Yeah, hi Paul. Right. Um, um, I uh, listen. It's going to be. I just heard John there talking about it as well. It's, it's, listen, it's going to be a tough game. I mean, Kilmarnock are set up really well, and I think I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think these are the types of games we want to win the league on a Wednesday night, weather in February, mm-hmm. tough digging in rugby park. Mm-hmm. These are the games that are going to take where you win the title. And I think if we do come out with a win, but it's a one 0 two one, whatever it's going to be. I think it's giving me more confidence to say actually we have the mentality to do this. You know, I think Hearts have overcame that challenge mm-hmm. more, more than anything. I didn't expect five 0 I was on your show and I thought one 0 when you asked me prediction. I never thought we'd have got that. And I it, think was five, it was only five, and it could have been more, couldn't it, Paul? You were there. It could have been seven, eight. I listen absolutely, but it's good when the going gets going with that. But at the end of the day, if you'd asked me, I, I wouldn't mind winning one 0 all the time. Do you know? Okay. But yeah. I think yeah. this is going to be. Derek McInnes is going to set us up really well, but mm-hmm. you know what I was going to ask Paul? Go on. Ask the guys. Yeah. I was on your show and I said, um, I was maybe thinking about taking Cantwell out the, the equation for a wee yeah. while just to give the guy a break yeah. uh, and putting Lawrence in there. And I, I don't know if it was Steve McGinn and someone else that gave their thoughts about it. And ironically, we've had to put Lawrence in there. He's been forced sure. to do that because of the injury to Cantwell. But yeah. I just thought, 
I, I proved my point and mm -hmm. I thought, I'm going to ask him on for a job because I'm telling you, that's my dear. Look how well he played. He, he was out of the <clears throat> I was texting my mate, having a laugh, and I went, I went, mm -hmm. that's it, I'm putting a job. In your career? I've predicted that more than I got. <laughs> what do you do anyway, Paul? What's your line of work? Education. <laughs> In education, right, great. So we could do with some uh, lessons afterwards, certainly I could. Uh, Craig, what would you say to him? Um, good job. Uh, yeah. No, no, but to be fair, look, Campbell's picked up an injury, so you're never uh, you're never happy when players uh, pick up a an injury. Uh, and Campbell is a very very important player. But I think you know Lawrence uh, Paul is he's also been unlucky with injuries, hasn't he? I mean, he come into the club yeah. and he started off really well, and then he, he had an unfortunate run um, of bad luck and, and and picking up injuries and all that sort of stuff. So I, I don't think um, he surprised anybody in, in in terms of the quality that he's shown. Um, so you were bang on there. You were 100% correct. <clears throat> Excuse me. But yep. what what he's looking for now, Lawrence, and is puts puts himself into a position now due to to the squad situation, is is some regular football that is going to allow him to continue to grow and to make sure that he's in his best condition. Uh, Phil Clement, Philip Clement, sorry, has has shown already this season that he's also going to manage these players to make sure that he's going to keep them fit. That was a big turning point I think in Rangers season in regards to how Philip Clement and his medical department have worked together to make sure that he's got as many players available week to week. What do you feel guys that when Philippe Clement believes he said yesterday he thought that uh, Todd Cantwell didn't get enough protection from the referee at the St Johnson game would you agree or is that just a rough and tumble of... Nah, look, I can understand. Look, a manager yeah. will always come out and want to protect his players yeah. Uh, yeah. and to make sure that they're, they're not getting kicked, uh, what have you. Uh, mm. But look, nah, for me, look, every game is a competitive one. Uh, does does Campbell get singled out for any preferential treatment? Not in my opinion, no. Also as well, Paul, he's, uh, we've listened to Philip Clement tonight. He likes to change the team around. He likes to keep it all fresh. Mm. He likes to keep players hungry. And you look at it now, you got Ross McCausland didn't start at the yeah, weekend. Sure. you got yeah. Nicholas Raskin. You know, Silva came on and scored a goal. You've got Diamendi just goal. arrived. You know, Tom Lawrence is back in the team. Uh, Cortez, you've you got Sterling. So you've got a yeah. number of players. And what he is doing, he's trusting the team even with changes to go and, to go and get the results that he wants alright um, he's currently out of the team uh, Camwell yeah. Camwell sure. so Injured. no doubt no, 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 yeah. when he comes back and he's fit he'd have a run in the side you know it's yeah. not and, and because Rangers have a clux of decent players they um uh, the manager thinks he, he needs to bring them on and give them game time John I'm just seeing there stay with us Paul on the telly there on Sky there was uh, Chris Sutton he's just gone off the screen he's up there in Dingwall you'll be glad that you're here in the comfy studio in the heart of the Gorbals in the great city of Glasgow on the Go Radio Football Show and we're delighted you're here oh, thank rather you, than up there with your old uh, you, your yeah. old mucker do you see yeah. him often? Do you see yeah him? we yeah, do yeah, some sure. dinners and that together yeah, yeah obviously um, yeah. yeah we still do a bit on the circuit but listen we got great respect for each other because we played similar roles of course you know I think there's a lot of respect there between 
the two of us because we we played in a in a fantastic team. We won together, we lost together, and you know that little bond that you create between you, it never goes away. We don't see each other as much, obviously now. He's Not got, as much he, as he sees he, Barry yeah, Ferguson. He's living down yeah. in Norwich, doing yeah. his own thing, and he's busy on the telly. I'm up in Edinburgh with yeah. my family, but we do yeah. bump into each other now and again, and it's always great to see him. I wonder who's going to be on the tour in the future, Paul, when we look back at this season, 23-24, because the, the champions, you know, years later, they celebrate it, don't they? If it's a double year, a, 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 a treble, yes. or if it's a, you know, Potential. winning a title. Potential. wonder who it's going to be. So jo- even John saying just now, Rangers would, would be the favourites. They're two points so ahead. Yeah, Craig yeah. said exactly yeah, the same. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Paul, Kevin, what, Kevin yeah. the Celtic fan, came on. He, he said doesn't fancy Celtic, yeah. Paul? Anything to contribute on that one, or is it too early to say you're taking a one game at a time and you're not getting carried away? The manager's a cliche, Paul. Oh, I, I don't care much because it's not bad. Do you know what I mean? One game at a time. Well, I would say just a wee bit of banter for John. John, see if you bump into Chris. <laughs> you tell him to smile on the TV. He's not been smiling for the, for the last few weeks, and I know he's a wee bit quiet social media. Um, I don't know why that is, but. Nah, oh, aside, I, think. Oh, I can't answer the Chris pump. That's right, exactly. Is that Chris, is that Chris Boyd on the phone? Just, uh, no. All right, scoreline, what do you reckon then? I know you would uh, settle for uh, 1-0 tomorrow night at Killy. What do you think, Paul? Uh, I'm thinking 2-1 Rangers. Last minute winner. You can see it live. No, you can't. It's going to be uh, another game tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Paul, thanks very much for Cheers, calling. Paul. Yeah. Cheers, Paul. It's going to be some season, isn't it? We heard a few moments ago then from Philippe Clement. Let's hear from one of the newcomers, one of the successes of the January window. How's he settling in? We're talking Diamonde. Yes, um, I'm settling in very good, and I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of help from my teammates and people around the club. So it's been amazing so far. I'm going to be humble and continue doing what I'm doing, and because. What is important for me is to look out for the next game and what has already happened in the past is, I mean, it's good to, to, to have two goals, but then I only look forward for what I can do better. Yeah. There he is, another uh, new player talking yeah. to the media this afternoon. Uh, Philippe Clement was also, he was being asked about the title and the race and uh, well, he's been over the course. This is what he said. It will help me. I know, I know what it is. I know what, uh, what the dangers are and I try to explain my team that, and my players that. So I know, yeah, I know, I know all the excitement around and the noise and uh, living and looking at results of others and all the stupid things you can do that are of no use. So I try to explain that to my players. So that helps in a way, probably, definitely with a few players. But uh, that's why I'm, I'm saying from the beginning, we're only focused on ourselves. Because I made the mistakes before when I was a player. So mm. I know really well what you need to do to win titles. It's a bit shutting out the noise, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Concentrating yeah. on themselves. They can't affect what happens across the road at Celtic. Celtic can't, they, they have no, until they come up against each other directly, then obviously they've got, they've got the opportunity to affect the game and to win the game, give, them, give each other the advantage, whoever can win it. But he's saying he's absolutely right. It's one game at a time. It's three points. Keep 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 ticking them off. Um, Eleven games to go. As consistent as you can. And um, as I said, he, he knows what he's talking about. And uh, and I'm sure Brendan Rodgers does as well. It's just a case of it's going to be a battle. Craig thinks he might go to the to the last game, but um, who knows? Yeah.
I think it will. It's, it's shown us that it's going to uh, it's going to be that type of season. But but Clement is very very focused on you know the the job at hand within Rangers, and he's very clear on that. So you know the things that he can control is training yeah. to make sure that there's a good competitiveness to training, uh, and therefore gives him the best opportunity to select uh, a team that can go out and do the job at the weekend. Impacts subs, media messaging. Yeah, I think he's been fantastic since what, he's coming. What they're doing at the minute, Rangers. It's like everything they touch turns to turns to gold. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, everything they're doing so far under Clement has worked. You know, the the recruitment still in Europe on a yep. fantastic yep. run. They've won a cup. Everything has been absolutely perfect. Celtic have slipped up once or twice. You know, um, the performances of the players have not been quite what they're at. So obviously, Celtic are hoping. Are they hoping that Rangers are going to slip up at, at some stage? But you have to give the manager mm. enormous credit because what he's done there is a remarkable turnaround mm. from when Michael Beale was in charge. Which was, oh, sure. Which remarkable. Was rock, Absolutely rock remarkable. I think Jack done. Butland spoke about it yesterday. We talked about it last night on the programme saying uh, Rangers were going towards a dead end. It oh. seems a long time ago. Can we talk goalkeepers for a moment too? Because mm-hmm. we haven't seen you since we heard the news about Joe Hart going at the end of the season. Aberdeen are reportedly plotting a raid on Celtic for out-of-favour goalkeeper Benjamin Segrist and that probably would be good for everyone. He's a terrific goalkeeper for whatever reason since he came from Dundee United. We haven't really seen him, have we? That could happen. And maybe more importantly for Celtic, Trabs Bonspor's number one, their keeper. He's the Turkish national goalkeeper, Gurkan Kakir, reportedly being watched by Celtic, looking for a, well, they need a replacement, obviously, in the summer for Joe Hart. So yeah. there'll be lots of this between now and the summer. What would you say about the big keeper? Well, he's, he's had a fantastic career and he's been great at Celtic as well. I think, what's that? A treble? Yeah. Um, a double of the year before, yeah. yeah. So you know, and obviously they've still got this season to go. Whatever they can pick up this season, but no, I think he goes with most people's blessings. He's been a wonderful signing. Not only what he's achieved on the pitch, but you know, they, they tell me he's very good in the dressing room. He's been great with the supporters as well. Supporters really like him. But Celtic will have to work really hard now with their recruitment because goalkeepers are so important to the team. You talk about that one there, the Turkish national goalkeeper, Trabzonspor. Um, you know, he sounds a good goalkeeper. But as I said, I think I think Celtic will be offered many keepers, but it's a yeah. position... You have to get right. Of course, Liverpool's Kelleher. That's not going to happen, is it? Probably. It needs um, to be a huge, huge yeah. character. I'm not talking mm. about stature no, size. Sure. but it, That as well. Yeah, yeah. well, for a goalkeeper, again, depending on the way you want to play, but size is normally important. But Joe Hart's had a, had a wonderful career. Mm. Um, he's an absolute competitor. Uh, has been, you know, for, for his whole career. Mm. He'll be looking to try and finish in the best possible way. Um, you know, he'll get to the end of the season. Um He'll reflect at some stage. It certainly won't be now. But I, you know, I think a lot of the Celtic supporters are, are, are going to wish him all the best and thank him for, um, you know, for, for everything that he's done for the football club. I, th- I think in regards to replacing Joe Hart, yeah. I think it's a huge task. Yeah. I really do because a, a goalkeeper is so important to um, to a team, to a team that's going to be challenging and, and, and trying to win trophies every single year. Needs to be a big character, um, and again, that's where Joe Hart—he's got all that, um, absolutely. So he's going to be a hard goalkeeper to replace. There'll be names, as John said, there'll be names thrown a lot of the time, but the good ones, you know, the good ones cost money. 
Yeah, very rarely you get ones that are coming up mm. out of contract. Fraser Foster, for example, oh, he's, on, he's on the bench, isn't he? At Tottenham. Is he? And of course, yeah. How many times? Mainly, yeah, he's been back mainly. twice. Yeah. Some, been twice. Yeah. Has he come back three times? Oh, yeah. That's way. They thought he would come back. Probably it's not going to go back that way, though, John, isn't he? But he was a brilliant goalkeeper for Celtic and they thought he was coming back a few years ago, but it didn't happen. No, it didn't. But uh, something Celtic have to look elsewhere mm. and they got your heart in. Um, yeah. So for me, I totally agree with everything Craig said mm. and also um, you need a strong character. Huge. Um, yeah. And you need to react to certain situations. You know, it's not always going to be rosy. You're not always going to get saves right. You are going to let a few goals in simply because, you know, you're the back line of defence and your defenders make a mistake. You've got the goalkeeper to mm-hmm. try and help you out. If you make a mistake as a goalkeeper, inevitably it's a goal. Um, so, yeah, it's going to take a strong character. And uh, goalkeepers, uh, you know, especially... Um, are very, very important to the success of a football team. Sure are. The money's crazy in England now, isn't it? It's kind of impossible and it's to bridge that. Somebody, yeah, to someone that's not playing. the criteria of, of the course. wages yeah. and the package and all yeah. that. You know, it's very difficult. Yeah. To someone that's, that's maybe not, not playing, yeah, the money is um, a lot more down there, Paul. Yeah. But again, if you're a goalkeeper down in England who hasn't really established yourself, who, who isn't really playing as much, and you've got the opportunity to sign for Celtic or, or Rangers. I tell you what, it, it it can be hard to say no to because the games up here, especially what Rangers and Celtic sure. bring to the table, Champions League is, is massive. But let's yeah. not let's not yeah. underplay that. Again, yeah. we, we probably at times are a little bit too negative on our You're game. Right. Right. Um, Look sometimes yeah. at the derby games. How often yeah. do they, are they decided mm. by a brilliant save? You know, a brilliant save from from either sure. goalkeeper of either side, and all of a sudden you're thinking, "Wow, that's changed the course of the game." That save there. I'm so, going to ask you after the break, who was the best keeper you ever played with? The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Start a new career as an estate agent. Call 0141 Let's go. Paul Cooney, John Hartson and Craig Moore looking forward to the game tonight and tomorrow night as well and we're going to touch on the championship some big games this evening in a moment or two top goalkeepers you ever played alongside Craig Moore can I come to you first yes you can who I, would you who would you I'm say I'm going to say can I say three yeah of course three goalkeepers yeah. I've got to say Andy Gorham as number one wow um, I've got to have uh, Stefan Kloss as number two yeah because I Played more with Stefan Kloss as a yeah. starting player. Wonderful shot stopper as well. And an Australian one I'll throw in that um, went off the rails a little bit. But I tell you what, an exceptional talent. It really, really was. It uh, was Mark Bosnich. Bosnich. What a goalkeeper he was. Man United, Villa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, still, I mean, I've not spoken to Bosnich for ages, yeah. but I, I get on well with him. He's still involved a lot in the with the game in mm-hmm. Australia. But as a younger goalkeeper, I'm talking 2021, 20, 22. What a huge talent he was, John. They're all brilliant goalkeepers, and Andy Gorham was probably nobody really liked yeah, him well, here in Scotland, was he? He was a phenomenal. Oh, great keeper, yeah. Andy Gorham. Um, what I have to say is, when I arrived at Arsenal at 19, mm-hmm. it was the England back four, and obviously the England goalkeeper David yeah. Seaman. Um, it was Dixon, Adams, Keon, Bold, Winterburn, mm-hmm. and then he had. Wow. Big Dave at mm-hmm. the back, Dave wonderful O'Leary. back four, wonderful yeah. goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously internationally, I, I played uh, with a few games with Neville Southall. When yeah. I first broke mm-hmm. in, Nev was almost come to the end of his career, but he was still a, the best keeper in the world in the 80s. And David Seaman, I'd say, was one of the best goalkeepers 
uh, in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So for me, two world-class goalkeepers. But I also played with Arta Boric for a season at Celtic. Arta was a wonderful goalkeeper. Yeah. Wouldn't quite put him at the level of a Seaman mm-hmm. and, a, and, a, and a Southall, but still a very, very top goal, a big, big top goal, goalkeeper for me. And a character, I believe, around the place. Character, yeah. brilliant. You know, Arta yeah. did what he did um, and some of the saves that he made. I can remember yeah. he was saving a penalty, Sahar, in the Champions League, I think, the night that... Um, yeah. Nakamura scored that free kick if I'm not mistaken I think it might have been the same game um, which was crucial obviously because then Celtic went on and won Mm 1-0 so I'd say Southall and Seaman um, like Craig fantastic keepers and now the worst keepers that you ever played with I'm kidding no I I think that's unfair (laughs) I've I've got one but I would say oh John no I can't say (laughs) right we'll, we'll do the can we guess no no that would be unfair it was for West Ham actually was it Yeah. yeah okay for most of us, we'd just love to play professional football, which you both did. OK, so we're looking forward to those games. Can we talk about the championship tonight? Mm-hmm. Who's going to win in these games? Oof. Let's go to, first of all, we've got Dundee United against Airdrie. So what do you think? Dundee United? Dundee and yeah. at home. At home, should, yeah. Should be winning that match. They should indeed. John, would you agree? You reckon Jim Goodwin's team will get the points? Yeah, I do, yeah. yeah. You think on that yeah, one? Uh, Wraith Rovers, of course, at home to Morton. Now, we all know the story. Is that 15 games unbeaten? What a run they're on, right. Dougie Emery. Leslie Ann, who works with us, is a Morton fanatic. OK, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they, so, they are position-wise, they're fourth on the yeah, table. They're, they're away to Wraith Rovers. They're coming in close. Wet, but wet sail? They're coming, coming home with a wet sail? Yeah? Yep. I think they could be struggling tonight, though. Right. Wraith, a uh, home win for me. Mm-hmm. John? Wraith, home win for me. They're looking for Dundee United, obviously, to slip up. They're only a point. Ian Murray, um, obviously, doing a great job with Wraith. Great Rovers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. John, what about Queen's Park against Arbroath? What do you reckon? Callum Davidson said he wants the place to enjoy Hamden, you know, win at home. Yeah, that's third bottom against bottom. Yeah. Glasgow's own. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go yeah. our broth. I Why think, you I think they'll get okay. off the bottom. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and no, sorry, they yeah. won't get off the bottom because they they're yeah. rock bottom 20 right. points in the next sure. 26. Okay, but you but think our broth, you think they have to start right. winning? You're going for the red lichties. I'm going to go for a draw. A draw. One, okay. one, one uh, for that one tight match. Inverness against Dunfermline of course Dunfermline big win mm. uh, at the Massive. weekend against Partick so some of those decisions though that's when you're crying out for VAR don't know if you saw it I, did, I did see it that was two, Friday two night Friday night yeah, yeah. yeah I seen it it was uh, on, the Jags, oh yeah. my god uh-huh. the Jags yeah. uh, and Graham must have been raging mm. because one of them I thought definitely should have st- should have stood uh, and the other one Paul uh, but no VAR in a championship Dunfermline ended up with a with a very yeah. big result away from home 3-1 that was a big good result good for James McPake and what about tonight Air United uh, Scott Brown up against Chris Dolan's Partick Thistle what do you reckon again Partick um, higher in the table mm. you know third yeah. Air United he's had a couple of wins hasn't he Scott mm-hmm. since he's been there I'm going to go Air United okay. Air United 2-1 Partick Thistle away for me and in the first division, Hamilton, who challenged for so long, but it's looking like Falkirk are almost out of sight. Go on, yeah. Yankees are at Stirling Albion, the Beanos, I believe. Yeah. So what do you think? Well, I mean, Hamilton, again, I think they, they, they lost at the weekend to Alloa. Yeah. Uh, you're right, I think Falkirk are, are done and dusted and, and will get promotion. I'm going to go a draw, Paul. OK, come for a draw. I'll go John, Hamilton. I think um, I think they're very, very close to securing second, aren't they? Falkirk will win the league. There's no doubt about that. But uh, Hamilton, 
very much looking to finish second yeah. with a win tonight. Steve McGinn, the Falkirk captain, will be with us tomorrow night in this very studio, the Go Radio Football Show, with our friends at Go Green Property. Will be along with uh, Barry Ferguson at the weekend. John, uh, you're a Celtic legend, another Celtic legend, Virgil Van Dyke. He was the difference. He thought yeah. he was denied earlier in the game, but just that two minutes to go. Well, it was a time. similar header to the one yeah. he scored against Luton in in yeah. a week before. Yeah. Not they beat Luton four one, mm. but it was exactly the same mm. header. Getting across his man, getting across the goalkeeper, just a glancing header that flew into the far corner. But he's he's a bit special, isn't yeah. he, Van Dyke? Yeah. Wow, he's he's unbelievable. What a defender! There's nothing nothing he can't do. You know, he can head it. He can play, he can go and scrub the other end and score goals. He's fantastic with both feet, he's quick. Um, he's amazing. I, I would put him up there with one of the best centre backs in the world. Yeah. Another trophy for Liverpool, disappointing for Chelsea. That's the last six yeah. cup finals yeah. that Chelsea have lost. Um, so, And I thought it was a little bit stranger in the second half where Pochettino came out and said they were poorly playing yeah. for. Um, penalties uh-huh. yep. you know and I, I just feel that yeah. they still have enough good players of course Liverpool yeah. are the y- youngsters sure, out they did, there didn't they? and for all the money mm-hmm. I know we can talk about money we yeah. can talk about tactics and coaching the billion but, pound Chelsea but for all yeah. that I just mm-hmm. think Chelsea and the sure. manager to say that after after yeah. offer more in extra time than, than what coming out and saying course, we were actually yep. hoping it would go to penalties recipe for disaster that oh. yep Good news, Andy Robertson, you know, back involved again, getting yeah. fit, but there's so many young players and we're always thinking of the Euros, Greg. Just around the corner. forward to it, yeah. Just around the corner, really, you blink, we're already a third of the way, or sorry, a quarter of the way through through this year, Paul, time's sure. flying. Are we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, not, we're, no, not too far. Yeah, you know a couple I mean? of months in, um, exactly. But yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the year's flying by, the Euros just around yeah. the corner, players... Um, they, they go th- at this yeah. stage as a player, Paul. You go through a nervous time because you want to contribute to the best you possibly can at your club, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you, your fingers are crossed. You, you're just hoping that you you get through and get to the summer, mm-hmm. being fit and healthy. Absolutely, yeah. and, I, and I think um, Scotland, obviously, Kieran Tierney playing abroad, yeah. playing in. Um, Has he been playing a lot? He's been. He's, he's been, been back in. He's been injured, yeah. then back in again. Yeah. I'm going to try and get him fit because him yeah. and Robertson play really well yeah, together. He can come in fresh, though. He can come yeah. in fresh and play. He's, he's got so. that experience. Yeah, yeah. and uh, as, as you said, Craig, you, you know, Stevie Clark will be hoping that he's got a full fit squad to choose from so they can go to the go to the Euros and be competitive. That's always, up, certainly in the last qualifying campaign, they were very, very competitive, picked up, picked up some outstanding yeah. results. It's been some journey and we'll tell you more about it in the coming weeks and months as we head for the Euros there's nothing like these tournaments you've both been at many of them you played in a World Cup Greg so yeah yeah. I mean look tournament football it's a different beast Mm -hmm. Um, you know the the importance of certainly starting off well in your your first match Uh, the first one for Scotland is that that Germany Germany yeah Germany yeah the Allianz Uh, it's going to be amazing isn't it what an occasion that's going to be Big games here, not quite the Euros, but there'll be big games here tonight and tomorrow. We'll give you some team news in a moment or two. Um, but let's look to tomorrow night. Here's Brendan Rogers speaking about the game. It's a home game at Celtic up against Dundee. Yeah, and they're all big games. Like I say, we've got 11 games to go now. You just, I think you have to really focus on one game at a time. And uh, as the old cliche, but it really is that. Just focus on the performance, I think, as much as anything. You know, everyone wants to win. 
and everyone wants to perform well. Before that, it's that belief. And I think you've seen that in this team and at the weekend, that belief that they can go and get the result, and thankfully we did do. He was also asked today about Leela Bada, so we've not seen him for a number of weeks now. What's the latest on the Israeli international? No update on that. Um, he, uh, he's, he's still in the same situation. It's, it's, it's difficult for him, but, uh, but yeah, we'll see if there's a, a resolution to that. And it looks as though a couple of MLS clubs are interested in him. Austin FC, Texas, and Atlanta United interested in signing the Labada. The winger could agree to end his Celtic contract to secure the move. And that would be really sad, the whole situation. We've talked about it a number of times. We hope he is okay. There's much bigger things happening in the world, but um, it's not something that anyone would have wanted whatsoever. And I think Celtic have handled it and the situation uh, and with him really, really well. Um, A Celtic player on loan, Quan, is wanted by St Mirren. They want to, they're enjoying him so much, you know, January, February, they want to keep him. And no surprise, I see it a, a goal at the weekend it was chocked off John yeah, there was an fell. infringement you saw it yeah, yeah it was, uh, it, it was yeah. a slight slight nudge in yeah. the back mm-hmm. um, but he still does well have, have a lot to do and, and, and scores a nice goal um, an interesting move an interesting yeah. move but uh, you know at the end of the day players if you're not playing at your own club you've, you've got to try and find a way where you can break in and start to get regular football and if it's not going to be at your parent club go get it elsewhere mm-hmm. no I think you're right and I think sometimes you just for whatever reason might not work at a certain yeah. club you know you can't quite find your best form and then you move to another club and you, you start to shine you know mm-hmm. something clicks and you you get a relationship with one or two other players you didn't have at your previous club and all of a sudden you start playing really really well but obviously Brendan as well will be monitoring his focus um, but I would imagine you know Quan's better off staying on loan mm-hmm. Did you ever, hey John, did you ever go on loan as a player? Do you know that's a great question and he's going to answer it after the break. That's exactly what I was thinking because I can tell you he was, but I'd forgotten about it. We'll tell you next. The Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property. Get your home ready for the markets with help from their team of experts. Let's go! Deep into the programme now. We're back tomorrow night at five. A lot still to get into, not least that question, Craig Moore, mm-hmm. that you asked John Hartson. John, did you ever go on loan? And funnily enough, you and I talked about it in the office. I'd forgotten about this. Yeah, right at the end of my career, I was at uh, West Brom. Mm-hmm. Brian Robson had took me to West Brom. Me and Kevin Phillips signed on the same day. Um, and then what happened was Tony Mowbray came in. Uh, Tony, who I really like. My game time was a bit limited because he had other strikers there he wanted to work with. Um, And then Jim Duffy, oh, I knew Jim anyway from playing against his Dundee Mm -hmm. side while I was at Celtic. Right. Um, I knew Jim and he made contact with West Brom and said, look, I'm the manager of Norwich. I'd like to take John for a month on loan. And I went down to Norwich and I really enjoyed it. I played four games um, under Jim at Norwich mm. and that was the only time I'd ever, ever been out on loan but that was the last, not only my loan move but that was my last ever club, Norwich City, towards the end of my career. It works for some people, doesn't it? Early in the career, for mm. example. Are you going to say uh, Mr... Callum McGregor. Mr Callum exactly, McGregor, yeah. yeah. I was going to also ask the listeners, what's the, sure. the, the best success story in mm. regards to maybe a Rangers Celtic player going out on loan and then returning back to one of the two clubs and, and making a huge name for himself? Do you know who he played alongside? 
Jack Grealish yeah. of course yeah. yeah so I see Mikey Johnson's been saying he could still be at Celtic if it had been down to Brendan Rodgers he's claiming he thinks he probably would have kept him he said but I think we had nine wingers at the end so I think it would have been harsh had they made me stay so that's uh, on one of the networks today that, yeah, that's, John? that's a really yeah. difficult one for yeah. me because there's no doubt there's a player in there mm. There is no doubt about that. But I think in the end, it became a little bit frustrating, yeah. maybe even for the supporters, because he would play one really good game, two games on the bounce, and then for me, he'd disappear out of the game for long periods. And now he's gone down to West Brom, my former yeah. club. He's got a brilliant goal the other day when he came inside and he, he, he curled it into the far corner. The baggies. West Brom are a really good, won the FA Cup five yeah. times. You've got a big, mm-hmm. big history, West Brom. I think they're in the top six in the championship. So he's starring for them and some of his performance have been excellent. And you can now, you can now see the Celtic fans saying, well, why didn't we keep him? Why didn't we keep him? But I, I think at one stage... Celtic were thinking about you know keeping him and everything else but I just think he was very frustrating and I don't think we ever got the best out of Mikey Johnson this is this is better for him John one million percent uh, and, and I think that the player will be trying to convince himself that Brendan still wanted to keep him but if Brendan wanted to keep Mikey Johnson at Celtic, he would still be still there. Still be there. Absolutely. Shall we look to tomorrow night's games then? Aberdeen against St. Johnson. Craig, what's it oh. going to take to kick start the season? Because Aberdeen could still get top six, but they are running out of time. Running out of time. Toothless. Um, not defending well at all. Um, lack spark. Um, St. Johnston are not going to make this, this an easy match. Um and again, I, normally you say Aberdeen comfortably at home, but yeah. I could see this being, uh, you know, potentially a draw, Paul. Could be a draw. Yeah. I mean, the fans must be, they come out in big numbers at Petaudry, John. You've scored yeah. many goals there. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen tomorrow night? Is Miofsky going to be back on it? They were all off it at the weekend. I think I'm a little bit with Craig, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it's, football's not a switch. Um, you saw Saldic at the weekend in the first yeah. half. Yeah. They turned it on in the second half. And I just think Aberdeen, I think the confidence, I think the crowd. Um, so for me, I, I'm going to go St. Johnson win there. Are you? I yeah. Am. I am. Wow. So St. Johnson having a... He started well, Craig Levine, but it's been difficult it's in tough. recent weeks. So you think it's going to be St. Johnson. Craig, you reckon share of the points. Draw, I yeah. mean, we're just not sure about... I mean, the Neil Warnock thing, I know he's popular with the media down yeah. south. I think for a club the size of Aberdeen, and you know we remember them winning uh, a European trophy, um, I know, a few years ago, but to bring someone in... So that he, I mean, obviously, Dave Cormack thought he would steady the ship. I'm just not sure what the plan is. Who's going to be the next manager? We probably don't have the answer. But no. what a job for somebody to come in and turn that club round in the way that Sir Alex Ferguson did in the but, uh, late uh, 70s, early 70s. 80s. They, yeah. at, at this moment in time, if you're an Aberdeen supporter, yeah. you're, you're scratching your head. You're hugely disappointed because they are miles off it. They really are uh, in terms of. What comes next? Look, uh, they need a, a really experienced manager um, that can turn things around them very, very quickly. And if you get the right person, this is this is something, this is a club that can turn around pretty quickly, in my opinion. Well, Aberdeen, Paul, have won yeah. six games yeah. out of 26 this wow. season. Only one more win than Ross County, who was second bottom. Wow. It's a good start, John. John, who is going to win... The Derby. 
Hearts against oh. Hibs, Tynecastle under the floodlights tomorrow night. John, what do you reckon? I think Hearts. Yeah. I think they're going to have yep. to show a reaction from getting thumped at, at Rangers five mm-hmm. 0 at the weekend. Um, I think they will. I think they will show that their supporters will demand a performance from them. It'll be a full house at, at the um, yeah, Tynecastle, yeah. um, and I can see Hearts winning this one. What do you reckon? I expect to see a bounce out of Hearts uh, for sure, like John touches on, because that was a really big disappointment from disappointment for them at the mm-hmm. weekend. Hibs, they, they got a got a good result, yeah. um, yeah. and they'll go into this game with some confidence. I think it's going to be two-two. I, I can see a draw okay. in this one. Do you want the St Mirren team here it is for the match this evening at Ross County? So Hemming and goals, Bolton, Gogic, who's been in great form, mm-hmm. Fraser the captain, Bomono, Boyd Munz, Quan. Tanzer, Kilty, Mandron and Jameson. So, um, Mandron, the go-to man for yeah, St Mirren, isn't he? He's yeah. the one that, that's getting the goals. Um, but I, I, th- I honestly just think with, with Ross County at home, I think yeah. that could be too strong for St Mirren. You reckon? Yeah. What, what are you laughing at, John? <laughs> just, You're not having it. Bro, bro for your money. You, you was praising St Mirren then. You, ooh, I think, I think Ross County might I, No, I, I think St Mirren will finish in the top six, but I think yeah. this is... this is. This, I this think St Mirren will win tonight. Think so? Okay. Yeah. On the bench, Ermanski, Dunn, Taylor, Brown, O'Hara, Bacchus, Olesanya, Scott and Ayunga. It's going to be some game. Oh, def- I, I know, that was a wee dummy. He definitely Ross County. Definitely Ross County after hearing that. You love the dummy, Wow. <laughs> Where are we going next? Livy against Motherwell then tomorrow night. We touched on it earlier on. John, what do you think? So I think Motherwell. Yeah. I think Motherwell created an awful lot in the first half at the weekend. They showed they've got a bit of quality. Um Livingston desperate. Um, maybe wanting it too much if there's ever such a thing. Um I think Motherwell will go there and I think okay. they will get a draw oh a draw you oh, reckon oh, what do you feel careful. yeah oh, indeed yeah, yeah. A little spinner there um, you two finished <laughs> sorry <laughs> a googly <laughs> any chance of a verdict I'm going to go for a Motherwell victory what right. yes yep. listen they've played I'm saying they've played well they're 3-0 up against Aberdeen get yeah, of course rallying yeah, back in sure. there they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they got beat by Hearts they get beat by Celtic late after playing well I think that this is going to be a result that they actually play well and get the right result. Livingston, unfortunately, mm. honest, but I just can't see how they can stay up. I really can't. Kilmarnock up against the league leaders Rangers. Here's Philippe Clement looking at the opposition. That is a difficult one, we know. We will approach that game like like all of the games with, with respect for the opponent, but uh, also respect for ourselves. So to play our own game, although you need to adapt to... Uh, a totally different kind of football because of the pitch. Um, what's not easy, but we did it before in Livingston and uh, we need to do it again. It's uh, it's only one importance and that's getting three points. But it will be totally different game than, uh, than we normally play. And somebody who's loving life in Glasgow who's been scoring goals is uh, Diomandi. I mean, yeah, I scored a few goals when I was back in Denmark and I wanted to, to, to make a lot of difference and scoring goals is one of it and I, I just want to get in the right places at the right time to, to, to make the difference. So yeah, it's part of my, my game I think. Yeah. Greg Moore, your old team up against Kelly, one of the informed sides. What do you reckon tomorrow? Yeah, we know this is, I think everybody knows that this is going to be a really, really hard game. Kilmarnock flying, Rangers also in good form. 
Uh, I think Rangers will win this game. Um, I'm going to go 2-1. I, I think it will be tight. Uh, Killy might have scored the, the first time against Rangers, both matches at home. Rangers need to make sure that doesn't happen tomorrow night. They do that, they can win the game. And I should have asked for your Rangers lineup. I know it's difficult to do, okay. but okay, yeah. so okay, Jack so Butland and goals. Let's yeah. go wild. And, and then I'm going to yeah. go the, 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 the same back sure. four. Okay, Tavernier. Tavernier, Goldson, Suter and Yilmaz. Yilmaz. Got you. Yeah. Uh, midfield Ridvan. three. Yeah. Lundstrom, for me, is playing all the time. He's one of the ones that doesn't get changed. Yeah. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'll, I'll stick with Diamande. Yeah. He's scoring goals. He's yeah. in good form. And I will go with Lawrence as mm-hmm. the midfield three. Yep. Yeah. And the... The front three, I will go with Dessas to lead the line, Cortez, mm-hmm. and, 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 and. McCausland. You're thinking McCausland, you're McCausland thinking. McCausland are coming for a start. There you go, right, John. There you are. Yeah. He's back in. Well done, John. Thanks, mate. Thanks. Yeah. John, what's your scoreline tomorrow night? For well, I just that game? think Rangers, yeah. there's, there's such a good uh, feel good yeah. factor around yeah. the whole place. Mm. Um, I just think they feel they can beat anybody mm-hmm. at this moment in time and I mean anybody so I don't think it'll be comfortable I think Rangers Kilmarnock will have their moments in the game but like a lot of times um, I think Rangers will win and um, I think it'll be around about 2 or 3-1 three, 2-3-1 one. Three, one. as I yeah. said Kilmarnock will sure. have their moments because they're playing with great confidence but Rangers at the minute are right on top of their game What's your scoreline? I'd say 3-1 uh, I'd say 3-1 yeah. John for yeah. me Okay and I went with 2-1, uh, 2-1 two one, two two one, just to, to check. Yeah. Celtic then in action at the same time at a home to Dundee. Here's Brendan Rodgers. I think he's done great that first time in. And I know we've, we've played well in the two games against him, in particular the second game up there. But um, but I, thought, I think he's done fantastic, got the team organised really well. So they've been flexible in the systems and how they've played. They started off with a back five and, and more recently sort of adapting between a back four and a back five. Um, so... Um, but, uh, but no, he's, he's done very well. We've got some very good players. So we, again, have to be at the top of our game to get a result. Navrosky is injured, but CCV? No, he, he need managing, but he's, he's ready to start if we if we need be. And and you see, again, the difference when he comes into the the game uh, at the weekend. He's a, he's a top operator, but we, we just have to be mindful of his, his minutes and his time. And his substitutions worked at the weekend, even though the fans didn't always like it. it. It doesn't really matter to me. It's more for the player coming on and for the team. I think that's a, it, it's a negative reaction, which I don't quite understand. You know, you're, you're one each in the game. You take off a defensive midfield player, put on an attacking player, attacking player who scored goals this season, and uh, you get booed. So it just seems a little strange. But thankfully, the player's mentality on the pitch was, was superb they kept going they kept fighting and all the great work that they did especially in the second half in terms of tying the opponent out it led to the uh, the couple of goals at the end that was the Bernardo switch for um, Iwata John what's going to happen tomorrow night 60,000 at Celtic yeah I yeah. think he'll make um, two changes mm-hmm. I think the back four will be Johnson Carter Vickers Scales Taylor mm-hmm. I think um Yang comes in for Kuhn. Mm-hmm. I think Iwata stays in the team ahead of Bernardo. And I think Maeda starts on the left. And I think Ida, sorry, that three changes, yep. comes in for Kyogo. So it's going to be Johnson, Kartavika, sure. Scales, Taylor, Yang, Iwata. Um, We've got O'Reilly, 
Yeah. O'Reilly, McGregor, yep. and I yep. think the front three then will be Bayeda, Yang, Kyogo. And what scoreline, Craig, do you think? Kyogo, starting. Sorry, yeah. Starting. starting. Scoreline? I am going to go for uh, Celtic to, to. to be quite comfortable in this match 3-0 for me Paul and John scoreline same, same result 3-0 John thank you so much Craig thanks a million see you thank soon you, both of you tomorrow night at 5 it's going to be Barry and Stephen the Go Radio Football Show with Go Green Property looking to sell property in Glasgow call Kayleigh and the team on 0141 374 let's go When it comes to selling your home, at Go Green Property, our aim is to get you the best possible results. And how do we do this? Simple, by giving you the best possible advice. From expert insights on preparing your home for selling to sharing our advice on the local property market, at Go Green Property, it's our job to achieve the best possible price as quickly as possible. Sell your home with Go Green Property. Call Glasgow 374 0409.